0: hello everyone this is andre the co-founder of twins tours and travel in jerusalem in israel born into a christian Maronite family and i'm a licensed tour guide and an ordained minister of the gospel i have been leading numerous groups throughout the holy land for almost 20 years also i'm an author of several books and you can find them in amazon and one of the first books i wrote called one Friday in Jerusalem. Speaks about my life story. So join me for a journey of 10 days to understand the heart and the mind of Jesus and to understand the Bible in a deeper way with more details through the Middle Eastern perspective. Please share this podcast with your friends and families and churches and connect with me if you have any questions. Welcome to day number six. We are At the site Caesarea Philippi and all the group are standing and looking at the cave from a distance of the pagan roman temple for the god of pan pan was the god of shepherds and flocks of mountain wilds hunting and rustic music he wandered the hills and the mountains of arcadia in greece playing his pan pipes and chasing nymphs A female Greek deity. His unseen presence aroused feelings of panic in men passing through the remote lonely places of the wilds of Arcadia. Pan was depicted as a man with the horns, legs and tail of a goat, and with thick beard, scrub nose, and pointed ears. He often appears in the entourage of Dionysus alongside the other rustic gods. Greeks in the Classical Age associated his name with the word Pan meaning panicking. The word panic comes from this god, the god of Pan. Because whenever he shows up, his presence will make everyone feel like irritated and arise panic around and even when if you are spiritually very sensitive when you come to this site and you will feel a little bit irritated you will feel something wrong in the atmosphere and you will feel disturbed so that's uh, even till today many spiritual groups i came we came here and they feel there's something wrong in the atmosphere so that is because of the god of pan And here is Jesus bringing his disciples all the way from the Sea of Galilee up to the Caesarea Philippi to this Roman pagan temple and we're going to learn why because there is no record Jesus entering the city but from a distance like we are looking at the cave now from a distance and the great confession and the transfiguration both occurred in the vicinity of the city known as Caesarea Philippi and if you look at the cave from a distance there used to be a spring emerged from this large cave which became the center of pagan worship in ancient tradition whenever you find a spring or water that's connected to gods because water brings life to people and whenever there is life there is God God brings life to people. Even Jesus himself was saying, I am the living water. So there's always connection between water and gods and life. And look, all the way adjacent to the cave is a rocky escarpment with a series of human niches. We know that status of the deity of the God of Pan and different gods were placed in these niches. And we know that there were many statues of the deity were placed in these niches. And inscriptions in the niches mention the names for those who give large donations for this God. So this is what we see from a distance. And let me read for you from scripture to learn what happened here. Matthew 16, 13 to 18. Peter declares that Jesus is the Messiah. Will be loosed in heaven. Verse 20. Then he ordered his disciples. Not to tell anyone. That he was the Messiah. I will start the teaching. By asking always a question. Why did Jesus. Bring them all the way. To Caesarea Philippi. It is like a two day walk. From Galilee. A long distance. A long way. And many of the group will give me different answers. Such of the answers will be Jesus wants to test his disciples or Jesus wants to teach them another important lesson or just Jesus wanted to show them a Roman pagan temple, how it looks like. I will tell the group all your answers are correct. Actually, this is like the graduation lesson. Jesus was with his disciples almost three years teaching them all the time about the kingdom of heaven and imagine they're going everywhere they're going from Nazareth to Jerusalem to Galilee back and for three years he was teaching them all the time teaching 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 and now he wants to understand and to see and test if the disciples grabbed hold of his teaching because the time is coming soon for Jesus. He has to go back up to Jerusalem to be crucified. And his disciples have to follow up his mission. I remember John the Baptist was beheaded. So this is a big sign for Jesus. He knew that he going to go up to Jerusalem and he want to get his disciples ready. So Jesus brought his disciples to this Roman pagan temple and ask the famous question Matthew 16 13 when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples who do people say the son of man is by asking this question Jesus wanted to know whether his disciples understood who he was but first he asked them what other people were saying the disciples gave four answers all people from the Bible who were dead by that time answer number one John the Baptist Herod's son Antipas had been responsible for his death but some people thought he had come alive again number two Elijah a prophet from the Old Testament thought by Jews to return to earth to welcome the Messiah and number three Jeremiah another Old Testament prophet He suffered for delivering God's message and spoke of the need for a new covenant between God and his people. And number four, one of the other prophets. So what do the disciples think? Peter often the spokesperson for the disciples answers, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. You know the disciples have spent time with Jesus, listening to his teaching and witnessing his miracles. However, Jesus says that it is God who has helped Peter to understand this. Look, this is a revelation from heavens all the way to Peter. And when Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. His eyes is opened by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he received a revelation. And suddenly Peter connected all the dots together. And by the way, when we are teaching all over the country, this happens all the time. Many people receive revelation to their and their eyes get opened. Even their minds get alert and they understand and see scripture in a better way and can connect all the dots together. And the same thing happened here. Jesus praises Peter for speaking out and makes important promises concerning Peter and the church this site might be a little bit confusing for many christians because there are different interpretations about what does it mean i will build the church and what literally refers to peter so i'm going to give you the different interpretations and then i'm going to give you by the end what the jewish mindset now some say that the word rock does not literally refer to peter But to his words, when he declared that Jesus is the Christ, God's son, Jesus meant that the foundation of the church was to be this faith. So Peter himself is like the first rock in God's building. Jesus is the foundation and God's building is the church. Peter was the first person to declare that he believed in Jesus and he became an important leader and teacher in the early church. On the day of Pentecost he was the first to start preaching and over 3,000 converts were made on that day. So people believe that Peter is a key in God's kingdom himself. Also there's another interpretation. The Roman Catholic Church teaches that at Caesarea Philippi Peter was made the first Pope. And the keys are a symbol of the authority he was given. This authority, Catholics believe, has been passed down through generations after generations of Popes, right down to the present day. The Pope as God's representative on earth has the power to forgive sin and permit or prohibit things on earth. As I mentioned, these are different interpretations. But let me give you the Hebraic mindset of Jesus' mind and heart through the culture, the custom, and the context. And because we know Hebrew, we can get really deeper into this interpretation. So Jesus is bringing his disciples all the way to Caesarea Philippi, and they see a Roman pagan temple. So on this rock, on this Roman pagan temple, I will build my church. So you have to understand that Hebrew are in metaphors, Hebrew are in images and idioms. And there's an ancient Jewish custom that says where is the temple of Pan is the gates of hell. It's where the Nephilim, the angels fall all the way from heavens down to earth. And on this side, this pagan temple the name of Jesus will prevail over the Roman Empire so the rock is the pagan temple the rock is the Roman world and Jesus through his disciples they will spread his fame over the Roman Empire and over the gates of hell which means on this pagan temple Jesus will build his church. Which means more, you disciples will bring my name over all these gods. And this is what happened later. We know that Christianity prevailed all over the Roman Empire because of the disciples. Now what does it mean the word church? The word church is not the building. The word church originally in Hebrew means kehilah. Kehilah is the congregation, the community, the movement, the body of Christ, the believers or followers. Jesus is telling them, because of you, you're going to spread my name over the Roman Empire. And he says, you are Peter, and on this rock, on this rock, not Peter, According to Hebraic mindset, on this rock, on this pagan Roman temple, I will build my church, my kehila. Which means Jesus saying to Peter, on this pagan temple, in front of you, you see my kehila, my congregation will be spread. And I'm going to use the believers, I'm going to use you to go against the gates of hell. And to bring people from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And I'm going to give my followers, the Kehela, the congregations, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Which means you're going to have my followers the authority of moving people from darkness to light. This means that you, the disciples, will carry my vision and conquer the Roman pagan world and teach about my faith and teach about my life and teach about my name and my name jesus name will prevail over the roman empire and this is what happened jesus name was above every roman pagan temple and the congregation the Kehila, the movement expanded over all the enemy territories In the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, God placed himself in the middle of Israel and drew men to himself. In Jesus, God has come into the world and is invading enemy territories to redeem man for himself. In Caesarea Philippi is a Roman city under Roman control. Jesus brought the disciples here to enemy territories to make this claim and to tell them that I am above all the gods, even I'm above the god of pan or anxiety or panic. I am above all your anxieties, depression, even above death. Just believe in me, and you're gonna cleanse this Roman pagan world. The bottom line this is a spiritual battle that Jesus is declaring to the disciples that after I go to Jerusalem. I will be crucified and you have to continue my message. And the disciples did not get it. They did not understand it. And look what happened next in Matthew 17, 1-9. Transfiguration. Again, read for you the verses. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Verse 4. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom i love with him i am well pleased listen to him verse 6 when the disciples heard this they fell face down to the ground terrified but jesus came and touched them get up he said don't be afraid when they looked up they saw no one except jesus as they were coming down the mountain jesus instructed them Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the son of man has been raised from the dead. You know that the mountain of transfiguration is the same mountain of Hermon, which we are looking at the foots of Hermon, where Caesarea Philippi stood. And we are standing at the footsteps of that mountain. And who is on the mountain with Jesus? Elijah, which makes us think about Mount Carmel. And also Moses, which makes us think of Mount Sinai in the south in Egypt. Mountain tops are so much important. Moses and Elijah are two key figures from the Old Testament. We know Moses led God's people, the Israelites, out of slavery in Egypt. He then met with God on Mount Sinai and gave the peoples God's law, the Ten Commandments. Moses' face was radiant after such close contact with God. Elijah also was a prophet, one of God's messengers. He also went to Mount Sinai, where God revealed himself in a gentle whisper. So the rules can be summarized as follows. Moses is related to the law. Elijah is related to the prophets. And in the Bible, God's presence is often shown by cloud or by fire. Mountaintops were often the location for appearances from God. This special cloud or fire was called the Shekinah in Hebrew, which means the presence of God, glory, which means the moment of glory or the moment of revelation. Remember Peter? said you are the messiah so that was the moment of Shekinah the moment of the presence of God's glory on Peter to have a revelation the word transfiguration means a change of form or appearance when God's presence come into you, you his glory will be on you so you change and in this passage Jesus appearance changes So a glimpse is given of his full heavenly glory. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. When the glory of God, when his presence comes down, the Shekinah glory, everything changes to be healthy. Everything changes in the atmosphere to show his presence of his holiness. This is the essence of the God of Israel. His Holiness. He is a holy God and His glory is covering the earth. And look in Matthew 16, 13 to 20, Peter has shown understanding of Jesus' glory. That He is the Messiah. And this experience is to help deepen this understanding. And this is so special that only Jesus three closest followers Peter James and John are chosen to witness that Jesus wants them to understand that his role of the Messiah is coming soon he will be going through suffering and death in Jerusalem but this will not be the final outcome of his mission because Jesus has come from heaven and he will return there for heaven after he completes his task on earth. So Jesus wanted the three disciples to understand that. And it's full with Old Testament references, which Matthew readers would easily pick up. It takes place six days after Peter's declaration of faith. And this be a link to Moses, who spent also six days in preparation before he was called to approach God in a cloud on Mount Sinai. So this incident also takes place up a mountain and the cloud symbolizes the glory, the Shekinah, and the presence of God. And Moses and Elijah appear and stand beside Jesus. This symbolizes that Jesus is their successor and has fulfilled both the law and the prophets. He is now bringing a new covenant from God for all people. And when God's voice is heard, he is reassuring the disciples that even though Jesus must suffer they must listen to him and obey him and Jesus again commands the disciples not to tell others of this experience the time for this will be later after his death and resurrection and he gonna conquer death he will conquer the gates of hell according to Jewish tradition Caesarea Philippi is where the gates of hell is according to Genesis 6 are the Nephilim the fallen angels are angels who were expelled from heaven angels who sinned want to take the authority from God and such angels often tempt humans to sin and these angels when they were cursed according to the book of Enoch and Jewish tradition they fall down in the area of Caesarea Philippi, where is the pagan Roman temple is standing, the gates of hell. So Jesus is redeeming for the plan of God for salvation of the world, and the idea of fallen angels derived from the book of Enoch, or the assumption of that the sons of God mentioned in Genesis six one to four are angels, fallen angels. Christian doctrines says that the sins of fallen angels started before the beginning of human history. And accordingly, fallen angels became identified with angels who were led by Satan in rebellion against God and equated with demons. However, during the late second temple period demons were not thought of as the fallen angels themselves but as the surviving souls of their monstrous offsprings. According to this interpretation, fallen angels have intercourse with human women, giving existence to the Nephilim, the giants. And according to Jewish tradition, when God cursed Satan and they fall down, this is the area, Caesarea Philippi. And this is the gates of hell Jesus took his disciples because he wanted to redeem the Kehela. He wanted to redeem the world. And this is an earlier hint that Jesus will restore the kingdom of heaven and the disciples is part of this restoration of the kingdom and cleaning the sins of the world. Look what is written in Luke 10 18. Satan falling from heaven and also Matthew 25 41 mentions the devil and his angels who will be thrown into hell so all synoptic Gospels identify Satan as the leader of demons. and look what's written in Paul the Apostle states in 1 Corinthians 6.3 that there are angels who will be judged implying the existence of wicked angels. And 2 Peter 2.4 and Jude 1.6 refer to angels who have sinned against God and await punishment on Judgment Day and Jesus will be the Judge. So here I am putting for you all the picture together what happened in Caesarea Philippi. Let me expand more about the book of Enoch. The events of Genesis 6 are given a larger treatment in the book of Enoch and this is one of the apocalyptic books composed between 300 to 100 BC before Christ and this book is not a part of the canon and is not inspired by the power of the Holy Spirit, but it can give us a glimpse into the supernatural views of its writers. In chapter 6 of the Book of Enoch, an angelic host under the leadership of one named Zimjaza descends to take wives from the children of men and begot children, and the place of this descent is the foots of Mount Hermon, Caesarea Philippi. It seems that the interaction between heaven and earth is not a new phenomenon on the heights of Mount Hermon. And this comes together, the picture, the only miracle that Jesus does in the region of Caesarea Philippi is casting out the demon in Matthew 17, 14 to 19, and in Mark 9, 14 to 20. The God Pan was believed to have the power to possess people and to send them into state of anxiety and panic and Jesus casting out demons in the area of the Decapolis would be evidence that the power from the transfiguration is available to the disciples through faith and prayer and in this way they will be victorious over the gates of Hades so here is Jesus equipping his disciples and he's telling them my name is above all gods my name will prevail over the darkness of the world and you my disciples will prevail my name and the gates of hell will not prevail because demons seeks to kill and destroy this is what they do and Jesus is cleaning up the kehilah, the church the congregation from all the sins of the world so Jesus redeemed the falling angels by telling the disciples, you're going to follow my mission. And he's declaring he is the real God over all other gods and all over any creation. He is God above all anxiety. You know, alcohol brings sin to the world. Drug use, we can see it all over. Or people engaging in demonic activities or even horoscope, or wiggy borders, or worshipping idols, or even our gadgets, we hold on our gadgets. These are symptoms that controls our life, controls every situation. We have a lot of fear. What's going to happen next in the world after this coronavirus? We We worry a lot, anxiety, and believing the lies that Satan speaks into our lives. And what did Jesus do about it? He wants to redeem us completely from hell, from all of these anxieties, from all the fear we have in our lives. And this is why he went all the way up to transfiguration and all the way up to Jerusalem, to the cross, to conquer death. And this is what happened at Caesarea Philippi and this important teaching. Jesus took the disciples to see a Roman pagan temple telling them do not be afraid you have to conquer you have to go out of your comfort zone and to conquer the world and this is exactly what happened with the disciples I pray that you enjoyed this teaching and you learned something new and I want to tell you I'm so excited about my book will be released this week The name of the book is Heading to the Holy Land and you can find this book on my website or you can find the book on Amazon so if you put in Amazon Heading to the Holy Land and this book will tell you all about how to be ready and to bring a group to Israel. This book is very simple and clear step by step that will give you practical information you need. To prepare a group to bring them to Israel and it speaks about everything financial planning travel pointers what to wear important legal ethical and cultural considerations to understand before bringing the group again the name of the book heading to the holy land the subtitle how to prepare plan and pray for a life-changing journey thank you so much for listening to this teaching and I hope and pray that your spiritual life will get much more deepened by understanding the Hebraic mindset. And if you share this podcast with friends, families, and churches, it will be so much appreciated. God bless.